welcome to another episode of Jodper Cineventrist. Okay, I'm gonna let you have that one. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Listen, <laughs> not everyone can be a winner. Oh, oh, oh. but that one is. Yes, <laughs> somewhere it won something somewhere. Participation award. <laughs> so mean, Tim. It was very good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Off to a great start. Uh, I am Tim, and with me, as always, are the most amazing people on the planet, Anonymous Alex and Jenna. How are y'all this week? I'm burned. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim says that's that a, as though I'm hard to look at. Tim, am yeah. I hard to look at? Tim, <laughs> Tim, is to, it hard to uh, look at my face? I have to avert my gaze from your 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 charred <laughs> husk. Husky. <laughs> the shell that was once Jenna. Oh. No, that's all over my house. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Man, now I'm thinking about how cool it would be to walk around your house and just see like shell Jenna shells. Like, <laughs> like a little cicada out shell. Of, yeah, like <laughs> cicada Jenna's around your house. Oh man. It'd be cool if I like metamorphosize. Metamorphosize. Sure. And have awesome pretty wings afterward. That'd be great. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Jenna molting season. <laughs> You can tell what the temperature is outside from the sound of her chelicera. <laughs> I love going out late at night and hearing Jenna screaming into the night. Yeah. Just the sound of Jenna tripping over things and yelling, Rock! <laughs> so we read a horribly inappropriately titled... Heartland book. Yeah. Jenna, what what book did we read? Um, it was called A Season of Hope. How how much hope was in this book, Jenna? Oh, like next to none, I think. I think it was next <laughs> to none. Somehow this one did not earn the title The Darkest Hour. Yeah, Somehow, right? Right. I just don't I just don't get it. This is another one of them hard goofing books. Oh, yeah. This is going to be tough. We're going to get there, yeah. but it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to take us a minute. Sorry. We're going to depress you first, and then we'll try and lift you up. But we'll first, let me too. depress you. Please. The entire Heartland family gathers together to watch a special interest piece that the local news did on Venture, the police horse's recovery at Heartland. Joni gets sad that Venture is leaving, and Amy reminisces about the times when she used to have emotions. Lou and Nancy get to work planning Lou's wedding, and Nancy gets Lou a good deal on a wedding tent that will seat a hundred guests. And apparently that's, like, a lot of people, um, and I didn't realize that. Uh, but I also don't think I know a hundred people. Yeah, but surely you I know a hundred people, right? Surely. Anyway, Ben calls to check on everyone at Heartland. JK, he wants Amy to come and do some pro bono work for his new crush over at Nick Halliwell's stable, where he now works as a, well, as a working pupil. Tara, Ben's new crush, who seems super cool, by the way, has a horse named Apollo who gets spooked anytime Tara makes him go outside into wide open spaces. 
And no one makes the connection that this horse has agoraphobia until, spoilers, literally the end of this book. Meanwhile, Soraya is having relationship issues. Except, as Amy points out, not really. Matt is still friends with Ashley. That's literally what Soraya is upset about. And Amy isn't in to be Soraya's hype girl about this, so Soraya gets pissed and refuses to talk to Amy or even let Matt sit with Amy. And I now hate Soraya for making me team Amy. Ty's dad calls while he's supposed to be out on a big transport job for his company after being one of only a very few people not to be laid off. And he tells everyone to be ready because he's coming in hot. Things get insanely depressing from here. This is the third chapter of the book. But Ty's dad, Brad, well, he's just a good old boy. Never mean it no harm. Beats all you ever saw, gave his boss up to the law, bringing horses into the yard. But in all seriousness, sorry, Tim. (laughs) I'm sorry. You Uh, got me with that one. (laughs) He he realized when he stopped to fill up that he was hauling in the, that what he was hauling in the double-decker livestock trailer he picked up was horses and that they weren't okay. So he made the right decision and brought them to Amy and Ty. He thought they just needed some food and water and were dehydrated and didn't know how dire things were. He made a lot of tough decisions that could have cost his family a lot had things not worked out the way they did. And I guess I'm Team Brad now, too. God damn it. (laughs) Three of the eight horses he was hauling die from their injuries sustained during transport and or heat stroke. Um, And the team manages to get five horses out and administer electrolytes and cool them down and stabilize them, only to discover that the auction house that paid to transport them from Pennsylvania to Georgia still had the right to come and claim them and resell them as meat. While all this is going down, Duke gets spooked by being in the dark, scary, small part of the barn, and his claustrophobia causes Amy to have a breakthrough about Apollo, the aforementioned agoraphobia. She correctly guesses that Apollo had a traumatic traumatic experience in an open space involving a helicopter. She didn't guess the helicopter part, but if she did, she'd get the bonus on botched films. Amy teaches Tara to join up and has her do it a couple times, and now Apollo is perfectly cured. Amy grows extremely attached to the youngest horse in the group and breaks the one rule of caring for livestock that is tended that is intended to be slaughtered and names him Spindleberry for his ridiculously long and adorable legs. The auction house sends some people to pick up the horses and everyone confronts them in the yard, intending to do the thing that they're legally obligated to do and let these people load the horses back up to continue their death march along the Green Mile. But at the last second, Lou bursts out of the house, revealing that Heartland actually officially totally owns the horses now. And the guys take the auction house's trailer and continue on their merry little way. I gotta breathe. Later at the celebration dinner... Lou reveals that she canceled the down payment on the big wedding tent in order to be able to pay for the horses, and I am just aghast at how much renting a tent for weddings is if it's enough to buy five (laughs) horses, no matter the shape these horses are in. Amy and Lou decide that Spindleberry can stay and become Heartland's little experiment for what a horse can be afraid only by their methods, but the rest have to be rehomed as soon as they're able. Soraya shows her face during the festivities and makes everything about her. Because someone has to be the Amy if Amy won't be the Amy, I suppose. But the two of them make up when Saraya admits that she never should have been worried about Matt and Ashley, and Amy regales her with the story of the past five... Wait, five? Is that right? Holy shit. Five days. This book takes place over the course of five days. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I had not thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Saturday to a Wednesday night. Oh, That's my it. goodness. That's so short. <laughs> I never so, want to be yelled at about pacing ever again. <laughs> Not that I have been. I just, I'm putting it out there. I don't want to be either. <laughs> so at, at the end of this book, since, since Amy has already named Spindleberry, they, they take turns naming the other horses. Mm-hmm. I promise you. This is me. When they go to name the first horse, I'm like, big, thick martingale. Big, thick martingale. (laughs) They name it something else, I am disappointed. We move to horse number two, I'm like, big, thick martingale. Big, thick... I went through this four times. (laughs) Utter disappointment Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking favorite part of that whole thing is at the end, when Brad's like, I don't know if this is a thing that people normally name horses. It doesn't seem like a (laughs) real horse name, but uh, I don't know, Liberty... Fuck you! That is every horse's name. Every horse is born with the name Liberty. Fuck off. Literally, Uh. the name of the barn where I board is named after Liberty, the horse. (laughs) Exactly. That's going to be my guess for every quiz answer now, forever. It's like, I'm starting from a great place. (laughs) I was so disappointed in Sorcrea. Sorcrea. This book. So Crea, because she, I, I had, <laughs> I had adored this character, and then she goes cray, and yeah. then Ben's got a new girlfriend, and I'm like, mm, I kind of like Ben's new girlfriend. Maybe that's why you're mad. Maybe, and then at the end, just like you said, there was no problem. And then she comes up, she's like, Yeah, there was no problem. Just no big deal. She Whatever. doesn't even apologize. She's just like, yeah. yeah, you were right again. Imagine that. Amy's always right. I Don't make me be on her side, you dumb bee. Ashley is into some guy named Ed and Ed. is now just using Matt to get to Ed. I Listen, I will admit, for the briefest moment in time, I was on Soraya's side, and it was the moment where Soraya was trying to say to Amy, the very, very first moment when they're on the trail ride, and she's like, I'm having a problem, and Amy's like, I wish this conversation was over already. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's mean. Like, your friend needs help. But then after that, no, absolutely, Soraya was insane. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I'll give her the whole, like, Amy just wanted to fix the problem instead of just being like, Oh man, that sucks. Do you are you really think that? Are you sure? Oh great, cool. Like, cause sometimes that's what you want. Don't don't yeah. take the nail out. Just just listen to me, bitch, about the nail. <laughs> <laughs> just I just need five seconds, and then we're good. Yep. But no, but no, but but no. No, that's not what happened. No. No, she did not want to stop <laughs> bitching about the nail. Amy had that moment where Soraya storms out of the kitchen and Amy's just like frozen with that I, I don't I don't know what just happened and I don't know what to do moment. And that's the most Tim ever identified with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I like that when she's driving away and Amy's like, oh, too late. No oh, no, she's gone. <laughs> She's I guess it'll have to hours. wait. 
So there was one moment when I when I texted both of you, or I put it in the group chat, that I was freaking out. And it's because I'm reading this book, and this book gets pretty dark. And there was just one moment when Scott just looks up and says, Nope, better to do it now. And he pulls out a bolt pistol just out of nowhere. And I was like, easy, John Wick. Settle down for a second. Like, give me a little, like, warning or something. It's just out of nowhere. And I was that's when I was like, good grief, this book got dark. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad dark. And then I just assumed that Brad's gonna, like, find a way. So, like, he's taking horses in this trailer that's, I guess, just horrible this tiny little box Uh, there's no better way to say it and it's illegal in the state that he took it from but not the state he's taking it to Mm -hmm. or through and i'm just waiting for him to do it like the whole book i'm waiting for him to just be like this big jerk this big ty's dad jerk and just be like no i'll go get him myself and we'll go (laughs) so i guess i was i was pretty happy to end up team brad yeah yeah i'm I'm glad he wasn't such a schmuck yeah but yeah i mean you're right like if somebody if my job was to go pick up trailers and deliver them i this could have just as easily been me i gotta have been like mm, there's a trailer got some stuff in it all right let's go oh like I, I, I don't know i don't know what's bad for a horse you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't have a clue i mean in general not being able to stand up straight is pretty bad i know that now yeah a lack of airflow that's that's pretty bad. That one seems like it would be obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But, but okay, these double-decker, double, God, I can speak words, double-decker cattle trailers. Mm-hmm. There Which we go. I have no idea what they look like. It, the, you know, the, like, silver corrugated tin ones. That thing's s- double-decker? Yeah. 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 That's why they're that, that so low. How could they get... Like, that couldn't be good for cattle, either. It's not. That's what I'm about to say, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not. The only reason it's worse for horses is because the neck, like, the way that their spines are. Like, cattle can put their heads up, but not as high, whereas horses will shoot, like, right up. So, it's slightly, in a way, like, it's not good for cattle, but they're less likely to smash their own skulls open. Yeah. Like, that one poor horse. Don't think I realized that there was such a thing as a double decker one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that they were putting them too deep in that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't. I kind of hope I don't see one now, because then I would know. Yeah. It's pretty depressing, just like yeah, this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they they describe the conditions, like they don't even bother to clean the trailer. Mm-mm. In between hauling livestock, they're I'm supposed like, oh, to. Come. I mean, you're supposed to disinfect. But like Amy, Amy did that to the stall, and she didn't even know another horse was coming. Yeah, and I'll tell you the exact thought process that probably went through their head was: we're transporting cattle now, we're transporting horses. Yeah, there's probably no communicable diseases between the two different livestock. So oh my god, that's probably exactly what happened. We'll save, you know, a couple hours. Well, but they also. I mean, they weren't intending for these horses to live past yeah. being sold at auction here in Georgia. Yeah. Well, they stick them on another trailer to Mexico and, you know. <laughs> I 
Yeah, so, like, there's no, like, I was really happy. I, You know, I could tell when Lou locked herself in the office that that's what she was going to do. Oh, yeah. I was like, she's not making wedding plans, Amy. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Uh, she's Chekhov's wedding tent. It's, it's going to come back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I the horse stuff was a roller coaster. The outside of horse stuff, that was pretty fun. That was pretty goofy. You know, the Soraya stuff. And Soraya was all mad that Ben's moved on. And I'm like, Soraya, you're, you haven't even broke up with Matt. And you're sitting here hitting on Ben and disappointed because Ben's moved on because you, you know, weren't interested in him when he was interested in you, Sir Crea. <laughs> yeah, that's... And then she's like, no boys ever like me. The boys all liked you. <laughs> yeah. Every boy you liked you. You made your She did. She, she out-Amied Amy. She did. She really I, fucking did. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I love that she threw Heartland in Amy's face too. Uh, yeah. Like you, you care so much about the horses here. Uh, yeah. Yes. In fact, you mean my livelihood? The fact that I have a job before I'm out of high school that I'm going to have for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. I care about that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. And then, like, Soraya, you know, uh, for the four days that this has been going on, this this nightmare trauma, is avoiding Amy the entire time and then comes up and is like, yeah, why didn't you talk to me? Because you've been, like, literally avoiding every I literally tried to got. sit with you at lunch, and you yeah. literally fucking got up and left. And oh. took Matt with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fact that she told Matt, basically, you can't sit with her. <laughs> oh there would have been such a scene in that lunchroom oh what else what else was there oh boy nothing good man like i know like half this book we can't make goofs about i the helicopter thing got me like i when she when they were like we're at the show we went to a secluded area for like you know he's a young horse to help him calm down like yep yep Mm -hmm. yep what could possibly have scared him i'm like it's gonna be something so stupid they're gonna be like and then like a a bird flew in front of him and he's been scared ever since then they're like it was a helicopter and i was like jesus christ (laughs) that would scare me (laughs) yeah i'm like absolutely she's like i barely noticed the helicopter you what? Like, it's a helicopter, How? dude. How? Uh, completely fell off the horse. Yeah. And, 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 I, I, it was the scientific way that Amy masked this out for me. Like, you could just see, like, the numbers, the floating numbers going in front of her when she's like, hmm, this horse does not like tiny dark room. Maybe your horse doesn't like. Not tiny dark room. Right, large (laughs) problem. (laughs) Literally, the first time Tara said anything about when Apollo gets spooked, I was like, oh yeah, he's got agoraphobia. He's afraid of the big open space. Huh. Yep. Yep. Huh. I mean, I'm no horse doctor, but like... 
Yeah. Oh, he's not really. He was fine at the other facility. The one that didn't let you go outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how bonkers is that? Like, you can't take your own horse on a trail ride here. Sorry. What? The fuck I won't. I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Is... How are you going to stop me? I'm on yeah. a horse, you d- dipshit. Weird like... that it's my horse. Oh. It's weird that I'm walking away right now. It's weird how you're not doing anything. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At some point, okay, at some point we have to have an in-depth discussion about um, the way Amy and Ty look at a horse and then know everything about it based on its facial structure, which... Uh, to be fair, occasionally you can go, that horse is mean if you just look at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like, mm, I don't like the cut of his jib. Not at all. No, sir. But because of a spiral on his forehead, you think that he's honest. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. What does it mean? Just like drop $5 in front of him and walk away and see if he's like, hey, hey, you dropped, you dropped $5. Or if he, like, lips it up and puts it in his saddlebag. Yeah. <laughs> you know that motherfucker's shady at that point. Yeah. He, like, points and then taps five times on the ground. Points again. <laughs> then he's clever, Hans. Clever. No, no, no. no. Hey, you <laughs> stop it. So, if if y'all aren't, y'all the listeners, aren't following the war that's going on on Twitter between Alex and Jenna... Right, Elle. Because she's trying to cover up beautiful Jim Key, and I will not have it. I will not. I will not have I it. I am not. I am not covering it up. Google is a- Alex, a- agent of Google. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, them. I am get taking to you to Shelbyville, Tennessee, and you are going to pay your respects, young lady. I will. I'm literally going to Tennessee in less than a month. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> And I'll be like, wow, look at Clever Hans. This is so Oh cool. my god, you will not. <laughs> what if it's like banned on that property? And oh. I'll be like, it's Clever Hans. And they all jump on me and then I get arrested. Yeah, yeah they're like, friends of beautiful Jim Key say, you're out. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm just going to call them and tell them you're coming. Oh no. <laughs> Don't look give out them my for Twitter this handle. person. <laughs> Are you at Alex and Burns? Fuck off! You don't know me! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did escalate a a little. Every every time she says Clever Han, she makes 37 cents. Yeah. So that's why she's been working it in. I know they're paying you. I know. Yeah. I know. Hey. They've got to get back up to the number one ranked website sometime because they just fell off as the number one <gasps> ranked website. Oh, my so. God. I'm going to get them back with Clever Hans. It's a whole thing we've been working on. You're, <laughs> you're going up against the machine that is Famous Jenna, though. <laughs> if one person could take down Google, it is Famous <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Listen, I didn't have a lot of time on my hands before, but now, now imagine what I can do. Oh, I'm imagining it. The world is not ready. <laughs> Just wait. DuckDuckJenna.com It's going to take <laughs> everybody by storm. 
Did you just say duck, duck, Jenna? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Tim, do you remember the, the website DuckDuckGo? No. What? <laughs> I remember a game I played as a child in elementary school. It's no, not Duck Duck Goose. Duck, yeah, that's Duck, what go. I went to. No, <laughs> no. I don't remember Duck Duck Go, so I was really confused. Okay. I was like, is that what the kids play now? They play Duck Duck Jenna. No, it's <laughs> just like, go back, hits on the head, Jenna, Jenna, and then run away. <laughs> then that kid stabs the other kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> I so don't tap me. <laughs> <laughs> But but that kid's got a swirl on their forehead, like a double swirl, so they're untrustworthy and not honest. Um, Double swirl is like they should have known. Yeah, a double swirl on top of sunburn. Fuck off, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. Tim, in the horse world, we call it a blaze. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I I definitely got a blaze. (laughs) That's way cooler sounding. (laughs) Oh man. That's what I was doing. I was just trying to make myself more horse-like. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I think it worked. I think it really worked for me. I think so, too. Yeah. No, they they do that every book where they look at a horse. And they're like, hmm, that one's got a thin head and pointy ears. <laughs> they're dished so. face. thin head! And I'm like, what? This, this one's a pencil head. I'm like, Nobody it's like... <laughs> it's like the... It's like the equivalent of like horse zodiac astrological signs or something. Oh yeah, yeah. They're practically doing phrenology for horses. Although every time I read an astrology thing, I'm always like, "Why does it fit me?" Because I want to not believe. Oh, but it, it, because of Barnum statements, Tim. Barnum statements. But 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 I read the other ones and they're like they don't fit me. Okay. They're not. They're not vague. Okay. They're they're, they're, they're still vague. I have a question for you guys. Should we buy DuckDuckJenna.com for $10 a year? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. 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 Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> Just don't let Alex tell us where it takes us. I won't. Because it'll be the wrong oh, place gonna, every week. It's going to be to SingleThoughtConnection.com. <laughs> Any more thoughts on this incredibly depressing book? Brad's legal battle. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I, if if they don't pay that off in the next book, and if he doesn't win, I'm going to be super upset. Like, yeah. you better not just leave this one dangling. And it better go well. And it better be more than one sentence, like Amy yeah, going, right? oh, and he won. Yay. Hooray. Goodbye. <laughs> We're back from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Today's episode is brought to you by the creators of Victorian Scribblers, a podcast about the lives and work of the 19th century writers time forgot. You've probably heard of Charles Dickens and the Bronte sisters, but scholars tell us there were anywhere from 1,200 to 7,000 working novelists in England alone during the Victorian era. 
The show is created and co-hosted by Dr. Courtney Floyd. Oh, a woman doctor. That's amazing. And Dr. Eleanor Dumble. Oh, two, two women doctors. Two specialists, in fact, in 19th century literature and culture. You can listen to Victorian Scribblers wherever you get your podcasts and in whatever order your heart desires. But if you'd like some recommendations for where to start, visit victorianscribblers.com. You've probably heard about Charles Dickens and the Bronte sisters. And maybe George Eliot, Anthony Trollope, and Thomas Hardy. But what about the rest of them? Scholars tell us there were anywhere from 1,200 to 7,000 working novelists in England alone during the Victorian era. And while that lower number is likely the more accurate one, that's still a lot more writers than we're familiar with today. And some of those authors wrote the novels that inspired Indiana Jones, and many of those murder mysteries and true crime shows that we all like to watch. Some of them created the characters that inspired the evil queen in Snow White and kicked off tropes like the femme fatale and the manic pixie dream girl. In Victorian Scribblers, we explore the lives and works of the 19th century writers time forgot. And that doesn't just mean British writers. We cover authors from around the globe. Wouldn't you like to know their names? Horse term. What? We're moving on to horse term. (laughs) Leg wrap. And I figure I know what a leg wrap is. It's for when the horses go jazzercising. When they're... Right? It's leg warmers, right? I mean, yeah, actually, kind of, yeah. My question was less about what they are (laughs) and why they are is more my question. What what, what, What purpose do they serve? What? Okay. I need a rating right now of 1 to 10 of how intense you want to get about this. Oh. 12? Oh. She's getting prepped. Let's talk about leg wraps. So first of all, the ones that they're talking about for the trailer are protective leg wraps for travel, right? So that Mm -hmm. if they kick out at the walls, hit their own legs during travel, they don't cut themselves and then have to stand on a trailer like bleeding for forever because... Being in a trailer, they they have a lot more places they can bang their legs and so on. There's also uh, like protective boots, splints, stuff like that. And we're not talking, we're going to go ahead. We're not going to talk about the protective ones in the trailers because those can be necessary depending on how far you're traveling with your, like what your horse, how they act in the trailer, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you real quick. And I got a a question about the trailer thing. Uh, You said that they can bump into stuff. Yeah. Am I correct in assuming that if you were to stand me up on a trailer and then drive me for hours somewhere, mm-hmm. like I would eventually hit the wall repeatedly. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. that happen to horses too? Do they, or do they have like buckles or something where they're like, I don't know, protected somehow? Or do they just, you know, constantly whack side to side? <laughs> so like the trailer in this book is not a horse trailer. No, so, yes. Like, Anything you, yeah, anything you just learned from this book, set out of your mind, because that's how okay. horse trailers are like. Um, there are straight load horse trailers, there are slant load trailers, and there are box trailers. So we'll go over those one at a time. A straight okay. load trailer is just literally like a small horse-sized stall. So you walk them straight in, mm-hmm. they have a bumper on the chest, 
a bumper behind their butt, and then two walls on either side. And they have a little bit of room for movement, but they can kind of like lean, brace, back, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, and generally, there's like a hay manger in front of them or something like that. So like yeah. there's, they're also eating constantly. And a jockey so, door yeah. for you to pop out and all that other stuff. <laughs> the very necessary jockey door. Yes. <laughs> it's very important. Um, slant load trailers are just, they're the same boxes, but once they go in, there's dividers that you swing over and they create the little stalls on a slant, but they still have, you know, the wall in front of them, the wall behind them, they can lean against the sides, like forward and back. So they can lean against those. Um, and then there are box trailers, which are literally what it sounds like, giant boxes that they go in. And those are more like international travel or like uh, horse, like jockey, not jockeys, um, like racehorses will use those a lot for some reason. I'm not really totally sure that correlation, but... They do. Like, those are really fancy big rigs. And they can, like, fully move around, like, lay down all that jazz in those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in most trailers, they have places to brace against and, like, lean and stand and everything. But they are fully also balancing themselves, which is why you really cannot travel with horses more than about seven hours a day. Because it is exhausting for them. Yeah. I was about to say, they can't lay down? They don't so, want to lay down? Like they don't I... want to lay down because they're moving. So they want to be braced. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It can be. I mean, it's stressful for sure. Even horses that are good at it mm-hmm. get stressed out from travel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so leg wraps. Leg wraps. I kind of sidetracked us there. That's okay. It was It was all good. Um, so yeah, so that's why they might bump their legs, right? Because they're standing up all the time. If they get a little freaked out, they start going up against those like side guards, which usually have like open bottoms, right? They don't scrape against the floor so they can like hit them. So whatever. Leg wraps for protection in the trailer, fine. Leg wraps for if you're doing like something to protect, so, like against bumping or something during work, eh, a little dicey. Leg wraps for injuries, of course, absolutely, all day long. Leg wraps to go matchy-matchy with your tack and put on to look fancy for the dressage. Now, this has been done for a long, long time. So this is going to be somewhat controversial. But they've been doing a ton of studies about that recently because they've never really looked into why put on the leg wraps. There's a lot of, like, old tales, like they support the limb when the horse is working or... They help them, you know, keep swelling because they're putting pressure on the legs. But anything that's going to prevent swelling is also going to be cutting off circulation. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem is heat because these things are made of fleece or like a wool kind of stuff. They don't allow heat to escape. So what people are essentially doing is heating up the tendon during work. And when you take that wrap off, their legs stay hot for hours after they're done working, like three to four hours that they are heating up that tendon and keeping it hot, which is causing damage and swelling. So they are literally shortening the life of that horse's leg by heating everything up and keeping it all trapped in there. So leg wraps, based on all the current studies that are being done by vets worldwide, are not good for your horse if you're using them in that capacity. So what we need to do is talk to... Nike. And we need to have Nike. I don't know if you've ever worn a Nike golf shirt. No. Nike makes an amazing (laughs) golf shirt. Keeps you cool. Wicks all the moisture. It wicks all the moisture. That's exactly what I was going to say. So we just need to get Nike to make leg wraps. And then your horse can go matchy-matchy while in comfort. 
we should approach Nike about this. Does leg wrap go down to hoof? It does not. So it kind of goes, if you're looking at the leg and like the hoof is down here and then you have, you know, the short bone here, right where you'll see the kind of thicker part of the leg, they go from there up to the knee. So it just kind of covers this part. And another thing that I'll say right now to freak you out, if you wrap that leg wrong, you can actually bow a horse's tendon Mm -hmm. by putting the leg wrap on wrong. So you also have to know what you're doing. How do you... Okay, I assumed that it was like uh like not electrical tape whatever like you just kind of wrapped it like i i what's the art to wrapping a leg wrap so it's to keep the pressure consistent and even the whole time so you want to start it like because horses have no meat on their legs right you can see the bone structure right there in the blood vessels so you kind of want to go right between where you can see the bones where there's like a little bit of a relief start the wrap there and you want to go even pressure but not tight and go all the way up in one wrap and hit it to come all the way back down in a second wrap and you want it to end right there so you have to kind of have a good gauge of like how many wraps up it takes like you know by the time you're done you know that your horse takes 12 up 12 down and you better have it right and then enough to put the velcro over the end even pressure the whole way. It can't be inconsistent. And the end of that wrap has to be started in a place where it is not putting pressure on any of the structures in the leg. Okay, that's way too complicated. Well, yeah. And like (laughs) a whole other part of this is that part of the horse's breathing system has to do with the leg bones. That's connected to their lungs because their lungs are so important to the overall structure of their bodies that they actually have airflow through that bone. So like you are affecting everything by fucking up those structures like it's wild it's catastrophic to do it wrong yeah no my my horse will have the no-show socks (laughs) (laughs) just little hoof caps yeah little little hoof caps so that's fair yeah so that's shoes shoes but no socks is how my horse is gonna go (laughs) shoes but no socks sandals with no socks. Yeah. Appropriate way to do it. <laughs> so the yeah. correct way. Nice. The yeah. correct way. Yep. And I'll uh, caveat in here. If we're talking about boots, like split boots for horses that hit their own legs, again, that's protection. If we're talking about going cross country, we're talking about jumping yeah. boots. That's a different thing. This is very specifically for doing leg wraps in flat work. Sure. Like, so anyways, that's. That's some scales of 1 to 12 of intensity of leg wraps. I could talk more about it, but I feel like I've gone on too long already. We can we can cut over to horse news. What's what's new in horse news? I have nothing good for you. It's very bad. Oh, why, why does it always no. seem to go with the book? Like if we have an evil book, we have like horrible horse news. I don't like I didn't a... plan it that way. I've been getting updates for days now because there's been a massive outbreak of EHV1 which you might remember EHV oh. from the previous book. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So in California it has already like put a ton of horses into quarantine and uh one has died thus far. Oh no. Yeah. Um so it is at the Desert International Horse Park and they did jump on it pretty quickly, honestly. Like, they had the outbreak, they were quarantining the horses, and then they totally shut down the park for people coming in and out, like, last week. But, yeah, the situation is not great. They have had a massive outbreak, and it is not fun, and it takes a very long time to get rid of. So, 
Oh, no. Yeah, the state of part of the horse community. And I don't know why I thought that would be good news to share with you, but... Uh, it's important news. It's not <laughs> yes, good news. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, they're reopening the park. So yeah, that's my depressing news for you today. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, all right, Jenna, it's on you. It's on me? Oh, Come on, Jenna. Happy, Dang it. Happy horse quiz. Fine. Fine. I've already ruined the first two. Let's see if I can ruin the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you're ready. Yes. Not. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Tim might do a sweep. Oh, let's hope. Let's hope. Get it, Tim. <laughs> Horse number one was okay. the war horse of General Jack Seeley and served with him on the Western Front throughout World War I from 1914 to 1918. All right, you're not, like, making fun of us and this is just called war horse, are you? No. No, that's... Okay, all right. All not right. Now, just making sure. no. <laughs> just making sure. Okay, World War One. War horse. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to need more. Commander. Is it like a military name? Like, um, gave to his horse? Well, kinda. Kinda. Shit. Captain? No. Okay. All right, yeah, what's my next clue then? This horse and General Seeley are depicted on a painting by Alfred Munnings in the collection of the National Gallery of Canada in Ottawa. Cannon. Bayonet. Bayonetta. No. <laughs> Shit. It sounds like just familiar enough that I'm like, I've probably read something about this before, but like nothing is coming to mind so, that is helpful. Other than I feel like it's a military adjacent name. So I, I studied like 800 horses in like 12 seconds. And I so none. <laughs> feel like that virtually got me nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah, 800 horses in 12 seconds. Yeah. No, too I, many horses in not yes. enough seconds. It was, yes. You have yeah. surpassed the retention threshold. Yeah, <laughs> which was already small to begin with. The threshold. <laughs> yes, the threshold. It's the part where the black hole won't, like, the event horizon is also called the threshold. Um, okay, give me, give me one more. This horse was honored on the 2nd of September, 2014, a posthumous honorary award to commemorate the contributions of all animal, animers, animers, all animers (laughs) during the First World War. The medal, the 66th awarded, was presented to Seeley's grandson, Brow, Brough, Bro, Bro, Scott, Brough, Bro, Brow, Scott. A horse racing Bra. broadcaster. I don't know how to say his name, and I don't know why it's, I don't know. It's bra. 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 <laughs> Give me that metal, bra. Yeah, bra. <laughs> this is my grandpa's war story, bra. Bra. <laughs> bra, I got this medal for my granddad and his horse. It's like Adolphus. No. 
But I do like that you looked at the A's of yeah, historical yeah, horses. I did. I did. That's that's one that hung out in the brain. George. He said it was kind of military, right? That's why I went well, George. Sort of. Wait, sort of. what? I was... <laughs> so is it something like a hmm. gun name or something? No. Tank. Oh, Tank's a good guess. No. G- General Tank. General Tank. General Tank. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be Alex's new next na- nickname. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm introducing myself to everybody as General Tank. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Alex, but you can call me General Tank. Yeah. My friends call me. <laughs> Gunsmoke. Nope. Fuck! Come on! <laughs> These are all horse names! Liberty. Freedom. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He jumped on your answer, Alex. What are you going to do? God damn it. God damn it, Tim. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This horse survived the war, dying in 1941 at the age of 33. Mm-mm. Nope. Citadel. No. Oh, that's a good guess, though. Fuck. I just, I feel like I'm on the right path, and I know I'm not, but I feel like I am. <laughs> no. I Yeah, I don't know it. The definition of this horse's name is a brave, experienced soldier or fighter. Warrior? <gasps> Tim! Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> uh... Uh, that was all the way in the W's. I never had a chance. <laughs> I could barely remember the A's. Tim told me he studied. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, is I'm going through the list and I'm like, I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember. <laughs> and yeah. I can only learn them after I get them wrong with Jenna. God. I, I danced around with that. That idea so hard without ever thinking it would be warrior. (laughs) I was my next guess based on your definition was going to be veteran. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Horse number two. Okay. Was originally called pretty boy. Black beauty. No, it's it's never going to be black beauty. Never. Freedom, liberty, justice, liberty, biberty. Everybody in every movie ever that gets called pretty boy has to like prove that they're tough at some point. Yeah, of course. So he had to change the name to tough name. This is another one that feels very familiar, but like, I'll tell you, this is a literary horse. Literary. Well, literary. It's this is from a book. Literary. Oh my god, it's literary. Okay. All right. Give me another clue. Pretty boy. <laughs> Don't mock Jenna. <laughs> give me another clue, pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like being called pretty boy. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this horse is a six-year-old buckskin tracaner gelding with a blaze and a star. Oh, I just, it just clicked in Alex's brain, but then it went, what is its, it's name? What is there. its name? It's, yes. <sighs> Rudolph. Stop saying no. spirit, Alex. Stop saying spirit. <laughs> it's not. It's fucking not. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Because I remember reading this and thinking a blazing of stars is such a stupid description. Like, I know what you're getting at, but it, like, just isn't quite right, description-wise. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck! Is this a My Little Pony thing again? No! no. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's absolutely something that's going to piss Alex off. I'm already pissed. I'm already (laughs) livid. Fuck. Fuck. All right, give me another one. This horse's owner, Carol, bought him with the money that her mother left her. Oh, fuck. What is is his fucking name? After she died from cancer. Oh. So the the, horses, the horse was purchased by Carol Baskin. <laughs> it's not like Star. It's Starlight. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, yes, Star- Star- Alex. Starlight? It is Starlight. Thank you. <laughs> what, is that, what is that from? Saddle Club. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Enraged. So good. Enraged. (laughs) Oh, Tim, I can't wait for you to read Saddle Club. I know. I've never felt more like a sports fan than just right now. (laughs) (laughs) God, my heart rate is elevated. Oh, no. My ears. (laughs) Oh, no. You ready for horse number three? Horse number three is a real horse. Okay. Was a real horse. That is a real horse. You are correct. But that's not what I'm giving (laughs) you points for. Pepto Boonsmall. (laughs) Patrick the mini horse. No. That wasn't the clue. I could just wait till you give us the clue, which was not. You're just saying things at this point. Like, if you were to get it without me giving you a clue, um... It'd fucking brava. <laughs> All right. Horse number three was one of the leading sires of the Tennessee walking horse breed and a two-time world grand champion in 1945 and 1946. Hmm. Tennessee I probably, walking horses are very out of my depth. I probably read this one. Mm. Is War Horse? No. No, it's a Tennessee Walker, so it's probably going to be something like Blue Bonnets. Nope. Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's a good name for a Tennessee Walking Horse. Yeah. Freedom Von Strappen. Something wild. There was another horse. The only other name that I remember from the 800 is Red Rum because I thought it was such a great name. And that's going to be our, our murderers. They're murderers. Yeah. Murderers. 1941. What? You said 40, what? 45 40 what? and 46. Oh, and it was a grand champion? 
Grand, said, world grand champion. Uh, world grand champion. Freedom. Liberty. <laughs> okay, alright, give me Justice. another one. Give me another one. This horse sired approximately 2,600 foals in his life. Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> No, it's not Will Chamberlain. Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, that's a good guess, too. That's a good guess, too. Hmm. Is it Genghis or Jengis? I don't know. Uh, Is Genghis growing up, but recently I've heard people say Jengis. Yeah, scholars fight about it. Yeah, do they? Okay, yeah. so this is still ongoing. So I it, feel like It's likely Jengis. Jengis, okay. I think we're qualified to say how it's pronounced between the three of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I I played a um, ancient Mongolian linguist in D anD D once, so oh, hell yeah, yeah, pretty much all the all the qualifications yeah, you need exactly for anything. I once played a guy that shoveled shit at a zoo that just wanted to do open heart surgery. So it's true, it's true. Poor my thing. Next, my next D anD D character is going to be a hotel heiress. I am so intrigued. I hope, that one, I hope that one comes true. <laughs> like, these are just your wishes? Like, putting into the universe? Yeah, yeah. Tim, you, know, like, you know I'm not a linguist, right? <laughs> I don't know. I heard you're Victorian lady, and I'm pretty sure you are now. <laughs> Those are all English words. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. You were, like, you know, quietly mocking me. While I did, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell oh, yeah. how the sausage is Oh, yeah, made. Tim. Mocking <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, Quietly right after... mocking you. <laughs> after so I got done fun. mocking Alex, <laughs> Jenna made me read my part first, acting like she couldn't go, and then she just did her part. I never said I couldn't do it. I said I couldn't breathe. <laughs> because because Alex is Mrs. It Doubtfire. was so good. <laughs> I was dying. Listen. I was very happy. <laughs> I'll do it again, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just... My dream now, since Tim's putting his dreams out into the universe, I'd like to add mine. My dream is that there's somebody who wants to desperately GM a game listening to this podcast that's like, I've always wanted to jam a hotel iris. Hi, iris, what the, I lost it. I lost. It. I mean, other than a flower in, iris. in the middle of your eyeball, you know, what is an like iris? The song. Like the song yeah. By yeah. The yeah. Absolutely. Canadian way of saying it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was an Alex fucked up a word <laughs> way of saying that. I've been <laughs> a hotel iris. <laughs> this is my current. Like this is my current project. <laughs> I don't know. That one turned in. You know what? We went from the Wicked Witch to turn into like Igor. I'm not sure how. <laughs> yes, Canadian master. No. <laughs> I am crying tears again. From my human face. From my human face. <laughs> From my human face. <laughs> uh. 
You all believed I was a hotel iris. And I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> I would have rented out so many rooms if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a horse? The, the horse's name is Hotel Iris, only. Oh. That's the one that can always go but can never leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just trying exactly. to work out a Hotel California joke. <laughs> okay. Horse three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well. Of is this the- one named... Adolfo? No. Okay. No. He's no arrow. No. Okay. No. Of the horses that have won the annual Tennessee Walking Horse World Grand Championship since 1949, only four were not of this horse's bloodline. Since 1949. Only four. Sir fucks a lot. Yeah. We should just rename him that. Yeah. Yeah. Surfix alert. <laughs> surfix alert. Oh my god, if you say it like that, it doesn't even sound bad. This is my yeah. surfix alert. <laughs> Ooh, it sounds exotic. What does it mean? It means you fucked a lot, Carol. It means. I'm not gonna say he was this. knighted for fucking Carol. <laughs> Wait, a he knight. Was- Knighted for fucking comma Carol or knighted? Never mind. <laughs> comma. No, it's not that kind of show, Tim. Comma Carol. Never met anybody named Comma Carol. Before. Comma Carol's a good comma, horse comma, name. Comma, 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 Carol. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna need another one. Well, I was gonna give you more about the actual horse itself, but I'll just I'll skip to my next line of questioning. This horse shares a name with a 2018 romance movie, Twilight. and what? <laughs> I said 2018. <laughs> I, I, if she hadn't jumped on it, I would have. And <laughs> and is the name of the gender bent version of Twilight. Ooh, uh, life, breaking life, dawn. life and death. No, nope, life shit. and death. Uh, <laughs> is that not it? Damn it! Oh no! God dang it! Not gender bent from Edward's perspective. Oh, uh, that doesn't. Um... Is that Can not I go life to my and bookshelf death? behind no, me? You were correct. The gender bent is life and death. Oh, oh, okay. I got one right. <laughs> no. Even though no, it was wrong. It, it's not yet. I, I fucked that up. I fucked that up. I'm giving you half a point, Tim. <laughs> Tim uh, plus point five. But uh, you can keep guessing. Midnight Sun? Eclipse? Hey, Tim! Tim oh. Tim got Ooh, one and a half damn. points from that. Nice. You didn't already say that one, did you, Alex? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. All right, good. I don't think I've said anything useful this whole time, quite <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I 
like how fast um, Tim was actually able to come up with it, though. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, it's that same thing where it's like, yeah, fact, 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 Twilight book. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Y'all are the reason that I knew that one. You're welcome. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So, congrats, Tim. Thank you. Nice. Good job, Tim. Yeah. You got a whole two and a half points that quiz. Yeah. You're coming back. You're going to take over the quiz again. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've been studying eight seconds. I have to actually like post the results of the last two because I don't think I have yet. (laughs) Well, you've been involved in in Twitter feuds. so Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You have been taking up my entire life of Twitterdom. Fighting, yeah. fighting for the honor and and legacy of beautiful Jim Key, and I will yeah, keep fighting. Clever Hans, yeah. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. <sighs> yeah, okay. I've had to really like rearrange my schedule around to make time for this Twitter feud. Like, I've been canceling plans and quitting my jobs, and it's really oh. I'm. I'm committed. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say that that's why I no longer have a job as well. <laughs> I quit my job. Just to, keep just to up fight with you on Twitter about <laughs> beautiful Jim Key. Can I? Can I tell you what my favorite Twitter thing is that happens? Yeah, it's when Phil does the recap of the episode in <laughs> it's pictures. So good. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. It's so good. Oh God. Yeah, so if if you haven't paid attention to the Twitters, go go look at that shit. It's yeah, so good. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, Phil? Phil, the one that's owned by Iron Meriden? <laughs> yes. Pretty Correct. sure that Iron Meriden doesn't own Phil. I'm pretty sure oh, Iron Meriden absolutely does. Iron Meriden owns <laughs> Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to come in here and try and say that Beta Ray Philly doesn't own you? No, that's true. That's fair. All right. That's fair. I'm going to say she's right there. Right there. You think think this whole shit show isn't owned by Moosh Jaw McGraw? (laughs) I had to really work on that one. I mush mouthed this all. We mush mouthed everything. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, boy. You know what sucks is that when I slip into the Irma Gerd voice, like, I can say anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can say everything That's... correctly, except, you know, Irma Gerded. Irma Gerd. This is why I can't do transatlantic anymore, because then I just don't want to stop. <laughs> just just bring it back. <laughs> this is the ultimate voice. Yeah, just That's do it. I said in the 40s. Mm-hmm. It's now. a sickness. Besides, I have to work on my Canadian Igor voice now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the way Tim thinks I talk. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, are we reading horse names? Do we do horse names? Yeah. So, as always, you have the beautiful, the lovely, the ones owned by, or own, uh, that own yours truly, Moose Drama Beta Ray Philly, and Big Thick Martingale. Phil's beautiful horse, Iron Meriden. Nate's hot lava spaghettios. 
Dale Donuts the Third, who is Steve's lovely, and Ronnie, but also the Terminator. <laughs> and those are owned by Scott and Corey. Thank you. So, may I add one small story of insight here? Oh, please do. I was speaking to Corey earlier today, and he is not caught up to the latest episode of Horse Girls. And so I said, you did get the last horse in the bar. And he goes, the very first time I heard that, there was only one stall left in the founding barn. That is why I jumped on it before anybody else could have the last (laughs) stall. (laughs) Nice. It worked. Threats work, people. Don't let them tell you they don't. Yeah, bully your friends. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That is not that is not the stance that horse girls takes. Do not be litigious. I I can no longer afford it. Don't do it. Oh shit. We've had to fire all our lawyers on standby now. Oh god. Of course. Not again. Not like this. <laughs> yes. Yes, like this. All right. Should, should I read an outro? Poor Tim. You okay, Tim? How's it yeah. going? I'm just waiting to see how you work Duck Duck Jenna into it. <laughs> um, I know exactly how I'm going to work Duck Duck Jenna into this. And this brings our podcast to an end, similarly to the way that Sugarfoot ended Mrs. Bell. Thank you for listening to Horse Girls. If you want to know when new episodes are posted or share your observations of this positively academic podcast, follow us on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, go to DuckDuckJenna.com. That's right. Google's over, people. It's all about Duck Duck Jenna now. Welcome to the future, suckers. <laughs> if Steve, Steve, I'm calling you out personally. I want a picture of rubber duck, rubber duck, jennaface.com. I need that. I, wait, as the URL or? Nope, just a picture of a rubber oh. duck. A rubber duck. Okay, yeah, Jenna I was face. like, how are you going to type Jennaface into the nope. Nope. browser? Actual Jennaface. Actual Jennaface. Okay. I was just trying to do like the calculations in my head of like what could it possibly cost to buy rubber duck, rubber duck, Jennaface. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's free. Just take it. Please. Yeah, God. Like, Nobody wants like, this. This URL cannot possibly convert traffic. Like. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, on that note, do you want to take our relationship to the next level? Yeah, obviously. You can become part of our barn at horsegirls.club or patreon.com slash horsegirls, where we have a veritable plethora of things to offer you, like content, but more importantly, horses in the barn. And if you want to go to that site, you can go to singlethoughtconnection.com. T-H-O-T. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now that and, I'm worried that Steve is going to do that one and it's just going to be myface.com. <laughs> As our resident single thought. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, Tim. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but true facts about Horse Girls podcast. If you listen back to the episode with the last text message theater, when they say thought, Tim thought, it is spelled T-H-O-T. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtains for all of you. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to find us another podcast, you can. We do them. If you like D&D, check out the Botched Podcast and Dungeons and Draken Beams. And if you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. And if you are betwitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one L. I'm trying to say it in a calming voice now because my doctor has told me that my heart rate gets too high. So <laughs> say it with me. One L on the chill. One L. One L. One L. Thank you. Like a mantra. And if you, like me, can't get enough of Tim's beautiful voice, he's voice acted on such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell, House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio. Spooky Tim. Season 2 finale, The Way We Haunt Now. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Tim is all the voices on that podcast. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> One tiny little voice in the in the podcast. Yes, the voice of your conscience. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> if you think our episode art is hella cute, well, that's because it is, and it was created by KCD, who writes and illustrates a web comic called Beside You, which you can read for zero point zero zero dollars at besideyoucomic.com, like the B side of a cassette. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. No, I'm supposed to be helping, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'll keep floundering out here talking about the Victorian podcast. It's about forgotten Victorian authors, much like I've forgotten everything I've ever known. 